Hey friends, trustworthy old Kev Smith here to talk about Casemate. We're running a contest with the good folks at Casemate. They were kind enough to support our shows up at uh, San Diego Comic Con this year, both Hollywood Babylon and Jay and Silent Bob get old. Uh, and they came up with this cool idea to do a contest. Been going on. It's going to be going on until August 9th. You go to facebook.com slash Casemate. You like them and you join up this contest. You put Jay and Silent Bob on an iPhone 4 case. Design it. You could win money. Cash money out of the top 10 designs. Designs. Me and Muse are going to pick three winners. One grand prize winner is going to win $500. Two runners up going to receive $250 each, courtesy of Casemate. And then those designs going to be sold on the store, man. You can actually literally buy your own iPhone case that you designed featuring Jay and Silent Bob. Go to Casemate, man. Uh, we'll follow them on Twitter at Casemate or go to Facebook.com slash Casemate and join in the contest. You got till August 9th, man. Show your art. Get artistic. Get all our sweets artsy fartsy. Maybe win some money for your troubles, man, and be a paid vendor or a paid supplier, man. You see your product on a shelf in a store and whatnot. Casemate going to make it happen for you. Facebook.com slash Casemate, C-A-S-E-M-A-T-E for all uh, your questions, man. They'll let you know what's going on. But join in because if you don't win it, I'm going to try to win it myself. I will pick myself as the winning entry if I have to. So please submit. Go to Facebook.com slash Casemate. Hey, Baston. Jay and Silent Bob are coming to raid your fridge, smoke your weed, and make you laugh hysterically while they do it. How do you like them apples? Friday, October 7th at the Wilbur Theater. Catch Jay and Silent Bob get old. Grab your tickets now by clicking on the link at csmod.com. So, you're saying, yo, sir, dude, I love sir, and I want to show the world. Wear your sir love with our official t-shirts, biatch. Fishies have no eyes. Let us fuck. Jay and Silent Bob get old. The Garmy. There's also posters, action figures. There's so many to choose from. Grab your smirch at smodcast.com. Scroll down and click on Smerchandise. Catch live video clips of Jay and Silent Bob Get Old and Hollywood Babylon on the Kevin Smith blog for the Huffington Post. Huff.to slash Kevin Smith blog. That's Huff.to slash Kevin Smith blog. The Smonsters of Talk are coming to motherfucking Vegas. Jay and Silent Bob get old and Hollywood Babylon. Whether you want to snooch your nooch or give that penis a sandwich, the shenanigans happen August 12th and 13th at the Hard Rock Cafe, located right on the famous Las Vegas Strip. Kevin Smith, Jason Mewes, and Ralph Garman are guaranteed to make you forget you just gambled away all your money. Jay and Silent Bob Get Old and Hollywood Babylon, August 12th and 13th at the Hard Rock Cafe in Las Vegas. Go to csmod.com for tickets. Yo, Red Bank, New Jersey. Jay and Silent Bob are going to snooch to your motherfucking nooch. I don't even know what that means. Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, live at the Count Basie Theater on October 8th. Special guest, tell them Steve Dave. Tell them Steve Dave. 
Get your tickets at CountBasieTheater.org. Jay and Silent Bob get old. Live at the Count Basie Theater, October 8th in Red Bank. Word. Want early access to tickets for Smodcast Internet Radio's metric fuckton of live shows? Join Smodcast. For just $4.99 a month, you'll get CD-quality audio of every podcast you hear on Sir ad-free. It's like watching porn without having to fast-forward through that goddamn plot. You'll also get bonus video content and other badass exclusives. Smodcast, where Smodcast goes save for pay. All the deets at Smodcast.com. Going to New York Comic Con in October? Well, Jay and Silent Bob are giving you one more reason to fangasm. Uh, you, you might want to clean that up. Friday, October 14th at the IGN Theater. Catch a live performance of the popular podcast, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. Dust off that Batman costume that's three sizes too small. Or, fuck it, don't wear a costume. Just wear some type of clothing, because, you know, you don't want to get arrested. And get ready to enjoy a thick layer of gooey comedy jizz with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Jay and Silent Bob get old, live in New York, October 14th at the IGN Theater. Tickets on sale now. For more info, go to csmod.com. What's going on, year 2011? Matt Cohen here from the future. Oh, shit, you didn't expect that, did you? Why would you? You live in a time where time travel isn't uh, readily available yet, nor is inter-time dimensional communication which is what's going on right now they call it intertime dimensional communication you may think i i'm not saying that right but that's what they call it in the future how would you know you live in the past and i look 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 we got off to a bad start why am i hey why is matt cohen talking to me from the future before i listen to a podcast in the present which he's on also and why how does he sound the same a uh this shit don't crack you know what i mean and B, I'm talking to you from the future because I'm your friend. I want to help you out. I've been your friend throughout the last foreseeable years. I know this because I'm in the future and I know what happens. Uh, don't even ask me about television because I don't want to give out spoiler alerts, all right? And speaking of spoiler alerts, I don't want to tell you what happens with the world, but let me clue you in on something. All that money you guys are worried about, you know, oh no, Obamanomics and, and high income tax for the rich and what, oh, what's going to happen with the stock exchange? None of it matters because here's what happens in about 20 years or so. I'm not, and again, I don't want to spoil the exact date because I want to keep it fun for you guys. Money goes out the window. Psh, it means nothing. We don't need it anymore. The gold it was based on gets melted down and turned into grills, and everyone wears grills now. But that that doesn't matter because everyone wears them in the world, so it's kind of devalued. I'll tell you what becomes our new system of bartering and economy in, in, in the bright, beautiful future. Comic books and comic book swag. And here's what I would do if I were you. If I had a time machine. See, I don't have a time machine. I just have the ability to talk to people in the past through the means of uh, podcasting. But if I did have a time machine, I would go back to, I don't know, the year 2011, and I would head down to Golden Apple Comics. That's right, Golden Apple Comics, serving Hollywood for over 25 years, and the Hollywood area, of course. And you could find them online at goldenapplecomics.com on the internet, which which still existed, I believe, in 2011. I, again, no spoiler alerts, but enjoy it while it lasts. Uh, go to goldenapple.com and just hoard yourself 
on comic books and, and comic book merchandise. They got t-shirts. They got action figures. They got rare signed stuff. They have crazy events where you can meet the creators, get stuff signed, and then hoard it. Because in about, oh, I don't know, 30 to 40 or so years, again, no spoiler alerts, you're going to want those comic books because then you're going to use them to trade for food for your family so they don't die of dysentery, which is rampaging all over uh, the Western Hemisphere. Dysentery is like, oh, so annoying at this point with the dysentery. I wish I had more comic books so I could buy goods and medicine. If only in the year 2011 I'd gone to Golden Apple Comics and stocked me up, I would have been set. So, folks... Take a tip from the future, head to Golden Apple Comics, get some comic books, get some t-shirts, get some some mini busts, because all of those things in the future is what the world thrives on, and you're going to be in the future, huh? Exactly. That's a message from me, Sergeant at Arms, Matt Cohen. That's another whole story, but goldenapplecomics.com. Check them out. Save your future. Alright, what's going on ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Bag and Border. How you doing tonight? Yeah. Give it up. Welcome, uh, welcome, welcome. We are here at the illustrious Golden Apple Comics in the heart of Hollywood. As always, sponsored by the fine folks at Golden Apple and the Smodcast Network, purveyors of all things Smod. Um, I'm going to start off by saying I'm really, really tired today, which is interesting because I've only been awake for three hours today, but I smoke a lot of pot, so it's like dog years. Like, I aged seven. I'm now 38 years old and shit. Like, I get ARP stuff in the mail. Like, I pee a lot more than I should be. You know what I mean? But I drink a lot of Gatorade, so it kind of works out for itself. No, but I'm, I'm, my eyes hurt, so I'm tired. But we'll, we'll get through it, man. We got so much geek fire going on tonight that I can't not be awake and charged. Um, I am a big social media guy. I like, I like the Twitter, the Facebook. What else, what else we got? Uh, LinkedIn, which I'm not a part of, but I keep getting invited to every fucking day, apparently, by everyone I know who I don't think are a part of it either. Like, I haven't met a single person who actively is like, yeah, I love LinkedIn. I'm on it every day. Like, you didn't see my fucking blog about, like, all the business stuff. That, I don't know business stuff. Business stuff that went on there and on this LinkedIn. But, uh, so I'm not on LinkedIn. Google Plus, I'm not a fan of, but maybe we'll get into it in a little bit. But we've got someone here tonight who is an expert on all things social media and all things in the way of geek blogging. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right to it. Please welcome Jen Friel. Ah, thank yeah. you. How are you tonight? I am amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. So, uh, do you spend much time in comic book stores? Are you are you a big comic rat? I'm actually I mean, not. I up right yeah, now, no, I'm actually not. But it's cool to sort of be sort of ensconced in the space and staring at all these amazing graphics. It's awesome. Are you it's really are you, really rad. just into the aesthetics of it? Oh, totally. You're yeah. like, I don't care that Superman is fighting for the fate <laughs> of the fucking world. I just like the way he looks. <laughs> no, totally. I like the wisp in his hair or whatever. Absolutely. There are Attention to details. Here, Jen. Like you were okay. surrounded by like 
The world is about to end every three inches <laughs> in this place. You know what I mean? But I'm a bit disappointed. I'm five foot seven, and over there on the wall, there are no superheroes that are five foot seven. I'm like literally, it goes five six, five eight. No one is five foot seven. That was I'll epic say fail. Kitty Pride might be five seven. I'm just making that <laughs> up, or I know way too much about Kitty Pride. Uh, so you're, you're not into comics. Did you grow up around a comic book store? Where are you from originally? I'm originally from Connecticut. No, like I um. I grew up on computers, like, night and day. Um, I started typing when I was two and really was... On a computer or a typewriter? Oh, no, on a computer, actually. Yeah, we... My parents had, like, literally every bit of everything. Like, we... I, I was privileged to a certain degree that we at least had these things to sort of be exposed to. Um, but I did... We did have a typewriter as well. Because I remember... I remember... Uh, we, I got a computer when I was in, like, third grade for the first time, mm-hmm. when I was, like, seven or eight. But before that, I used to... I, I tried the typewriter out, man, and that shit was fun. Yeah. Also... It's fucking horrible and stupid. If you mess horrible. up, you just throw the page out. Yep. Like it just seems really redundant. I can't believe that lasted <laughs> for that long. You and know what and I mean? the ribbons and stuff too. Like I would get really frustrated. Like we had this big, big blue one. I just remember the big blue case for it. And like literally, I would sit there and get really frustrated, like typing. I'm like, why isn't it going? And they're like, you have to replace the ribbon. Typewriters like, and record players. I feel like yeah. those. I could take a pass on both of those fucking things. Yeah, you need to know way too much about it. Like an iPhone these days, you can literally accidentally make it work like yeah. there are old people who just like wipe it up against the side of their faces and it somehow <laughs> calls their grandkids yeah but like you needed an engine you needed an engineering degree to run a fucking typewriter back in the totally. day totally yeah and it's really awesome though that so much sort of got done even with that i mean think of like even spell check think of like you know like when you look at anything that's actually been typed there's all like the blackouts and or like the x's and stuff like that think of how much productivity we still had as the, fact that, sing- the <laughs> fact that a single book got written is yeah. amazing that awesome. someone just on pay every page five wasn't like, oh fuck this, I'll wait thirty years. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's um it's pretty I don't know, it's pretty cool. But I, I couldn't so you were, live you, without you, it. So, so early on you were way into the computers, you were writing. Oh totally, yeah. No, I was uh, my first screen name on Yahoo, um Yahoo Chat, so it was circa nineteen ninety six, nineteen ninety seven. I was Cyber Babe, C Y B E R slash B A B E. How old were you? Um I was I know. I had no idea what creepy. it meant. A creepy. I had no idea what it meant. <laughs> um yeah, but I was also I was an early adopter on prodigy. Tech Vixen sixty nine. Your totally. mom's like mm. <laughs> We wait a few years for that, honey. No, yeah, no. My parents had no idea sort of what I was doing online. I was always just, I didn't get people growing up, but I always got computers and I was always just really freaking fascinated by how they worked and also to how to turn it into a business. I was like, literally, yeah, it was Computers Anonymous. From a young age, you knew that like this was going to be your career? Um, I knew it was something I was fascinated with and I knew I was good enough at it that I could make money doing it. Like, cause literally everyone, like when I'd go to, you know, computer class in school, I wound up teaching the class. I've literally to this day never taken a single class. I've always wound up teaching it. That's so it's awesome. Insane. It sounds like, hold on, that's your mom calling right now. <laughs> complaining about your choice of screen when you're young. <laughs> no, uh, what's amazing is that it seems like computers freed you and kind of opened up the world for you. Yeah. When I first got them, I had AOL with the parental control till I was like 12, and I didn't realize Lame. the concept of the internet. So one day I was yeah. like, the fuck is Internet Explorer? And all of a sudden, <laughs> I opened up, like, you couldn't even get the LucasArts video game site, mm-hmm. which was retarded, but, in all fairness, Day of the Tentacle, so much DPs and shit. <laughs> just, it's all fucking from, from start to finish. No, but, so for me, the computer, uh, I didn't, I honestly was on a computer with, powered by the internet for mm-hmm. like six years before I realized the concept of the internet, because yeah. I had AOL. To me, AOL was its own entity, and Absolutely. things were on AOL. Yeah. I remember like going into MP3 chat rooms on AOL, yeah. and requesting like, 
fucking Lou Bega or something. Yeah. But this was years before that Mambo Number no. 5 song. I've been a fan. I'm like an early fan. Like, fuck you guys. You know what I mean? You all go to Coachella and you see him in the tent. You're like, I loved him. I was there in 92. All right. No, but so so you were um so you were writing. When did you get into like uh wh- when did social networking kind of come up? I guess yeah. Um, well, I worked. I worked for the founder of MySpace. I launched his startup in uh. Two, we're skipping way ahead here, right? Yeah. So like in high school, in high school and stuff, like I'm I'm just mean in general. Oh, in general, when from, it's from an expert um, perspective. Would, would, oh, I, first of all, yeah. First of all, I don't ever consider myself an expert. I'm just sort of oh, well, you like, just ruined it. I just keep calling you an expert. You're totally. gonna make me sound like an Do asshole. You, no, no, totally. But yeah. you know what I mean, like because it's so like it's such a news space that I think it's kind of douchey so I'm like I just sort of play more than others it's like the wild west you're more exactly. of like a really tough sheriff or whatever but like <laughs> you're not officially like ordained by the government so yeah so the badge is a little weird or whatever but people still respect you i have more i have more mayorship badges and and stuff like that on foursquare yeah you have actual badges sure. online Dude, totally. No, yeah. Dude, you're totally. like fuck those sheriffs i've got 30 badges and one of them is for going to like Pinkberry or something <laughs> no totally but that's sort of the thing is that i was I was in social media before it was ever even called that. It was literally just chat rooms and forums and stuff like that. Like, I didn't even ever read a single book in high school, like, cause I didn't realize I was so ADD as a kid, cause I still got really good grades. So super ADD, I couldn't even physically read a book in high school. So I would just go in chat rooms and forums and, you know, read flip notes and stuff. To read yeah. books for you. Exactly. Like, so what's the answer to this? So what's the answer to this? So that's pretty much how I got this. So school. were you, did you, did you have a lot of like, uh, IRL friends back in the day as it were? No, I was totally, I was totally a loner growing up. Um, I moved, I moved, uh, schools when I was in eighth grade. I was it's still in Connecticut, but moved from Bristol, the home of ESPN and Millie Vanilli getting caught lip syncing to... Um, one to, of those is impressive to me. I know, right? Exactly. It's the one that has like, to do with the w- <laughs> weird black German guys. <laughs> like claim to fame. And uh, yeah, and then, so then I moved to West Hartford. Yeah, I've, I've always sort of been an The home of like WWE, I think, right? No, West Hartford sort of... Yeah, Hartford? no, it's uh, yeah, maybe. We have the uh, now the Hartford Civic Center now known as okay, the Exile okay. Center. But yeah, actually, but no, WWE actually did was I think in Stanford. Okay, right. Um, yeah, on. yeah, so you're yeah. right. Connecticut is the home for that. But yeah, no, I've I always, know some stuff. You do totally. Yeah, yeah. No, you're killing it. <laughs> no, but I'm totally. Um, I've always been an offie, but I didn't really recognize that that was trend spotting because I would get things faster than most people, so I didn't think of it like that. When you're growing up like that, you're weird. Um, and I was sort of smart but when i moved i wasn't smart enough so it was really i moved to like a really posh really pretentious high school and middle school so yeah it was growing up was not fun so chat rooms and message boards and that kind of stuff was your way of connecting was your escape my only my only bit of everything yeah like i mean it was it was salvation to a certain degree i took dance class up until um you know, I was like 15, but yeah, I was very, very, very much only into online, like anything, and then playing with my Legos in the basement. It was my only two. Those aren't the makings of a serial killer <laughs> whatsoever. But I wanted to be social, but You're I was like, so I made weird. Lego traps for the squirrels I caught. <laughs> they were bad squirrels. Don't, don't judge me. I wanted to be social so bad. Like I tried to fit in with kids, but I was always, I always had a really weird vocabulary growing up. Like my mom's a writer, so I'd like bust out with like massive SAT words. It's like no one knew whatever was coming out of my mouth. So I was so weird growing yeah, up. Yeah, you say a big word to a kid, they just go, fuck you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, I'm, I'm going to have to study this in a few years for a fucking thing. <laughs> fuck you for using this in your spare time. But yeah. Just- Anti-diluvian. Jen, get out. <laughs> <laughs> 
it was just it was an interesting time but now i think that's what makes me so awesome as an adult um is just owning it just being like yeah like i was such an offie as a kid but so what like no, now I own every bit of everything that I have so through and through. And that's sort of what people resonate with and stuff on the site is that it's like, no, it's amazing being offy. Go, but just find everyone else like, in the world. Build like as you. many Lego jails yeah. as you want for as many <laughs> small animals you rule. Absolutely. So high school was like chat rooms and forums. Now, at what point, now, you, now you'd mentioned you, you worked for the guys in MySpace. Yeah. Did you go to college? Too, no, I, um, I finished high school really early. I finished high school when I was 16. So I just basically went from, um, from high school to... Uh, saving up a bit of money um, for a couple months, and then I moved to New York when I was 17. So yeah, I've always been just figuring out how to break things down again, like with Legos. Figure yeah. out how to make break things down, make them better, and then just do it. If you're trying to get a job with Lego, you can do. It. I'm sure they have <laughs> opening. You can just email the company. I think they're in like Denmark though, or something. Break it so. down for sure. Um, yeah. So you moved to New York with the hopes of doing what? Did you even know? No, I wanted to study acting. Um, I I really I'm obsessed with psychology and human nature and things like that. That's part of the draw that I have to social media. Um, and I've always been a performer. I've always been sort of a wackadoodle noodle. Um, but yeah, I which just... is a telltale sign of a performer. <laughs> oh, totally. A wackadoodle noodle. Yeah. <laughs> You're sort of out there. I think that's what that guy said to Lana Turner at Schwab's. He was like, you're a real wackadoodle noodle. Right, yeah. That's where, that's where she got discovered. Give me some hand relief. I'm sure that happened, too. I'm sure that happened, too. It was like the fucking 50s, guys. Chauvinist pigs. I watch Mad Men. Um, so, so you go to New York to pursue yeah. acting, and how do you? How does that take you from there to working for the owner of MySpace? Yeah, I've, I've literally Tom. been all over. Yeah, like, I've been all really over. Was it really Tom? Um, no, it, oh. was, uh, it was Brad Greenspan. No, um, so I studied at the Lee Strasberg Theater Institute. Um, in New York and uh, stayed there for a year and then left sort of bounced to Florida for like a month and then uh, yeah just drove out to LA for three days or took me three days to get out of here had $300 to my name slept you know found a room on Craigslist with like eight people and I've uh, been here for seven years but yeah I actually posted still in that room <laughs> I know right still in the same room the seven like... of us are really tight now <laughs> no like my roomie's actually in the audience oh, right now awesome. but um, but yeah no um, so basically from there I just honestly had just gotten my new MacBook Pro. Um, I was working this job uh, back east and I was just a producer on it and I thought someone had actually put some sort of key encryption or something in my compact. It was kind of really sketchy. I didn't really leave on good terms. So I was like, ah, oh, man. I was like, I'm so fucking screwed. And Vista was out. I was like, I don't fucking want Vista. I was like, no matter what it is, I'm like, I'm not going to get Vista. So, um, yeah, so I bought a new computer and it wound up just being my MacBook Pro. Totally changed my life. I just made this stupid ass video. I was like, hi guys. My name's Jen. On the, like, on the webcam. Welcome on the webcam. Yeah. yeah, just my very first video. Just posted on MySpace, not knowing anything about it. Um, and boom, just totally get seen by and some this producers is, this is or something. Seven years ago. This was um, this was in 2007. Yeah. So this was, you know... Was that seven years? Are we living no, in 2014? No. Fuck, I've missed so much time. <laughs> what happened on season three of Misfits? Um, so, so this you, is in 2007. Yeah. Right on. But so... That was, and before, I agree with you that the Apple changed my life as well. Oh, totally. Like, I think I got my first Mac in like 04 or something, and it, and it's literally like opening your fucking, yeah. like you weren't seeing right. You know Life what I mean? changing, literally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's so, it's so amazing, and to not perform an illegal operation is like orgasmic. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll go with that, sure. And porn, the yeah, porn, and you can get on is pretty orgasmic also. So we're basically saying everyone in the audience with a PC, we're judging you. Absolutely. It was like, 
we live in an like I get back in the day when there was a comparison, but nowadays I think they're kind of comparable, no price wise for like a, a baseline Mac. Yeah. Like it's just it's, it's still a little bit more expensive. But it yeah. will fucking change your life though, man. Absolutely. Like learn how to breathe, people. It's just easy, and the aesthetics are again being an aesthetic chunky. Um, yeah, I want to so have pretty. sex with my Macs. Yeah, like, it's they're so fucking pretty. silver, yeah, and like totally. the only port they don't have is one for my dick. And as soon as they do that, I'm never leaving my house again. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, no, it's definitely true. Um, it's it was totally life changing. I think for you me. can appreciate that some technology is incredibly sexy. Oh no, my Mac, no, literally, like I would, uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, you, I would 100 percent have sex with my Mac. M- no, me like, too. Yes. Like multiple like, times. I, like, I would have an new- orgy with my old one yeah. too. Yeah, like absolutely. Yeah, and that's the thing. I keep my old. I'm on like my third MacBook Pro, and I keep my old ones like jilted lovers, like yeah. under shelves and shit. Me too. Sometimes I, I hook them up to TVs with like an HDMI, and like yep. every once in a while I'll give them a good spin. You know what I mean? <laughs> like have to boot them up, and like oh shit, look at all these updates. I feel bad. You know what I mean? No, they're it's literally amazing. And it's like it's, a member of my family. Yeah. Yeah, and that's also too for me. Like I I used to blow through PCs once a year. Like literally, I mean easily. Like eight months even to a year um and with my max yeah like i had that one from 2007 up until just last year so that lasted me three years which and is it, huge and it's even like huge. you said with the video i would have never in a million i mean my piece i remember being like 15 years old and thinking like okay computers don't work for me like yeah. i'm fucked for the rest of my life things never Winamp never worked every nope. fucking juarez thing i tried to down i could never get anything to work and that was my life with computers was Control alt delete, having yep. to fucking bring them into CompUSA to get them fixed and yep. re fucking whatever, and things not working for Absolutely. me. And then when the Mac thing happened, it was like, oh, GarageBand, like I can literally just record my voice right now, in like yep. a video. You know what I mean? And from that, I think that opened up a world for everyone Absolutely. of a generation, as it were. You know for what the, I mean? Yeah, for the creative minds and the people that are naturally drawn to Macs to begin with are more creative um, in general. But yeah, for me, this iMovie, just sitting there making this stupid little 30-second video of, hi, my name's so-and-so, and posting it on MySpace page, it literally changed my life. Um, so what happened then? So you post this little vlog, yeah. let's call it, on, on your MySpace page. Yep. And I got contacted um, by these folks that were doing... Um, Again, one of the one of the founders of MySpace, Brad Greenspan, launched a project called Live Video, um, which was amazing. And uh, yeah, I just got brought in for the interview, and they were looking for life casters. So they were like, you have to sort of. It was um, a net. Uh, it was a notebook with um, a Sprint Air card and um, this little webcam thingy attached to it. And uh, they were just like, we just want you to document your life. So for those who don't know, I almost don't even know Lifecaster. Tim, is that like you do video blogs, you write blogs? It's just everything. No, or? back back then, um, the definition of livecaster was very much the same like with justin tv we were right we were live, video live streams TV. yeah live streams it was strictly 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 okay. live streams but what they wanted to do we had to do at least um four shows i think three hours a week there were certain like times around it as well um but yeah basically they wanted us to be tapped in tuned in like just with these massive, I mean, literally, can you imagine like 2007? This was pre the tech boom and all this stuff. I was walking around with a freaking notebook, webcam, this whole thing, That's like awesome. talking to it. it. Had Velcro on the top of my like beetle. Like I was so obsessed with this Why thing. Why did you have Velcro? And because like that's how I put the webcam. So in if I was car? driving, yeah. So if I was driving, trying to get a live stream, because I drove a convertible, so it was really epic. You would live stream while you were driving oh, a yeah, convertible. Totally, because you get like the way that I mounted That's it. Awesome. No, yeah. dude, but totally epic for people that weren't. You know, from around here, one hundred percent, and and yeah. also because every other Justin TV show is like a sixteen-year-old girl in her bedroom, like just looking mean and not responding yeah. to people. No, at like we, two in the morning. We were totally. Um, I've been on Justin TV. I engaged with everyone, albeit obviously not when I was driving, not when I was. You know, we we weren't allowed to break the law. Um, but yeah, I was really 
it was just the most incredible thing ever to just kind of be going about your life, to be living, you know, all doing all the things that you're doing anyway. And to have, you know, the troops in Iraq put my show up like on, you know, in their, yeah, Yeah. like, but totally life changing because they're just like, you keep me going. Thank you so much for sharing these moments. It was just. Now, it resonated really for deep. me always, like, I watch a lot of reality TV and, like, I'm obvi- I'm pretty, I'm up on blogs and video, that sort of thing. Um, I, and I know personally it's a little bit of a gray area. It's like, I, I can't be 100% myself if mm-hmm. I know I'm being filmed. Mm-hmm. I've, do you know what I mean by that totally. a little bit? Do you, did you find that being an issue or is that an issue? No. Do you think it's, it's like pure, you you know what I mean? I think it depends on each individual, obviously. Um, I'm a freakishly open-minded person. I feel like almost to a default um, in a certain degree. I will literally do anything once. I will try anything once. I'm very much an explorer. It's sort of to find a good life caster, you have to do a lot of like psychological testing and stuff because you can't. Yeah, like I can't be reserved and be good at what I do. Well, see, and that's can't a, hold back. That's the thing with me. I think for me, it's the opposite. Unfortunately, I don't think I'd be reserved. I don't think I could not perform. Yeah. Like fucking yuck it up and shit. You know what no, I mean? Totally. Like Fozzie Bear. But they don't want that. All people that, they want don't want to that. Do is exactly. Just, is yeah. For you to just be. Um. I mean, there has to be like a heightened energy level to it for sure. Like if I'm doing a webcam show, um, you know, in my apartment, um, which I really didn't like doing, but I did a lot. Um, because it I is had a to type have energy. Of, it is a type of performance, oh, right? Absolutely. Even though it is real. But still, yeah, I mean, you have to, if you're doing that, it, it's very much just, you know, you have to heighten it a little bit. But yeah, when I'm, when I was out and about and literally, I mean, it was, it was more other, everyone in the world around me reacted to even just a little, little, little webcam, this weird looking chick with this little, little, little webcam just going around. And I had just the most incredible experiences from it. And it resonated so deeply because then all the the audience and stuff would watch and I would say, hey, you know, so-and-so, 8199, did you see that? How cool is this? Or to then be able to ask people in real time, so what should I say to this person Don't you hate here? people with numbers and they're like, it's just, I know, I know, so I know you wanted that, I know you wanted to be Magneto, but like Magneto 2255, fuck you. Never going to remember that. It's super lame for me, sure. Be creative, guys. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but so, so were you, was that, were you bitten by the, the bug as it were? Oh, totally. Yeah. But it was, it was funny. Um, so I, I stopped working. I was photogenic. Um, photo J-E-N-I-C, if you guys want to see it. I thought you were video. just complimenting yourself. Um, no. Like I, I was photogenic. So people were obviously <laughs> taking pictures of me all the time. Uh, no. So no. I can always fall back on that. <laughs> no, but if you guys want to go check out it, yeah, the yeah, archives absolutely. are still up. Um, but yeah, so I was photogenic on live video and then that ended around like the end of 2008 was obviously the recession and a lot of people got hit really hard with a lot of bits of everything um so i got offered a, a modeling gig um in florida you were and, photogenic oh no literally in yeah. both senses yeah, yeah, yeah and i had done i've done deal or no deal um i've done snork tees you got to hold them. the briefcase i was did they pick your briefcase Nah, well absolutely a couple times but yeah did you, I was did you give 16. them like a little like good luck face <laughs> they always do one of those I wish there was a girl who just didn't like someone and was just fucking evil-eyeing them and shit. And then when they open the briefcase and it's like a dollar, they're just like, fucking... They give a DX suck it sign from back in the day or whatever. No, totally. Um, So, yeah, so I I had sort of done that. But then, uh, yeah, at the end of 2008, and the city, too, was just incredibly... It was the worst time I've ever lived in the city. Everyone was so depressed. Everyone was leaving. Los Angeles. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was a really heavy vibe. Um, So I just... I went to Florida. I was here. I was just going to Disneyland and smoking pot and shit. I don't remember a bit... (laughs) You're like, how that's how out of connect I am with the fucking world. You're like, it was the worst of times. And I was like, I remember watching a lot of cartoons. 
It was. It was. It was horribly. It was horrible, just from an energetic perspective of just the way that people were reacting, and like plus you to like see like for Lisa up on Rodeo Drive, and like even like all down here in Melrose. Um, and you know, like I lived, I've lived in Hollywood for like five years, so just being in this area and seeing so many for sale for lease signs, it was no, really yeah, jarring. Yeah, yeah. It was really just kind of shocking. I was like, wait, but this is the city of dreams. Now my dreams are gone. Um, yeah. So <laughs> like, You're like I'm moving to the city of lost hopes. <laughs> I know Albuquerque. <laughs> Someone from Albuquerque. I'm sorry, but you should, probably should look into moving. No, uh, totally. But yeah, I just um, I went to Florida and stayed there for a bit, but st- was still kind of. You know, going back and forth on live video, but it was just kind of dead at that point because they they couldn't afford to keep their SEOs and stuff I like mean, that. I mean, yeah, in, a, in the world of a recession where like yeah. Fortune 500 companies are shutting down, Absolutely. I can see them considering bloggers startup. being kind of <laughs> disposable as it yeah, 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 a little internet startup no, for yeah. sure. But um, but yeah, so then I just sort of um, I was modeling for a couple months and you know did really well out there. It was really easy commercial market, but I was so freaking bored like literally could not be to tell you how bored i was i had no friends out there it was florida i was just where in florida um i was in st pete that's which not is even where, like good Florida. yeah it was yeah but it was there's like a 20 mile radius of good florida and everything else is like oh i'm sorry and it's not so much but yeah i mean it was a really kind of interesting time but i just sort of got back to you know what i did as a kid and just turned online and started studying seo i was like well i'm not really now what's sure. seo oh search engine optimization whoa yeah break it down for an idiot um, to study, uh, I was studying like Google, Google how algorithms to, and stuff. How to get, how to get certain results to show yeah. up first. Can we talk after this? Cause there's another Matt Cohen <laughs> on like 90210 that I need to bump out of the fucking picture. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, cool. Uh, but yeah, it was literally one of these things where, you know, again, with my trends, just I'm obsessed with trends and people and stuff like that. So I just, yeah, I was like, I think this could actually really come in handy one day to actually sit there and study this stuff. Like what's. What's in a Google algorithm? How did, how does one thing get ranked higher than another? So I literally just yeah, started. I, I, I'm, I'm genuinely interested in that right now. I mean, it's yeah. literally, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of these things where when I was a kid and wanted to get into HTML and stuff like that, um, I, my parents literally bought me like this ridiculous, like thousand page book from like Sam's That's Price awesome. Club. And we're just like, here, now learn, you know, here's your business, go. Um, and I did. So it was that same thing of just sort of, Playing and around you made it work things. though. Your parents must be happy. See, the the only textbook I ever took was from my psychologist, and it was abnormal psychology because I was trying to like <laughs> diagnose myself. Yeah, my parents would just walk in the room, and I'd be knee deep in like. I think I'm bipolar now. And they go, oh, God. <laughs> Don't get any more fucking textbooks. <laughs> no, totally. Um, yeah, no, it was a really, it was really cool. And it was also to a really special time in that space in 2000. 2008 or no, uh, 2000, 2009 actually. And in March of 2009 was when MySpace took their big boom. Um, I was writing for the examiner was it really as well. That close. To, it feels so oh, yeah. long ago. No, it was literally like, I remember watching my friends sort of migrate and it was immediate. Like, cause I only got on MySpace originally because I didn't go to college. So I didn't have a college ID address. So like all my, all of my friends back East were all on Facebook. And See, I was I remember, like, oh, this is lame. I remember you couldn't get on. Fa- I didn't go to college either. So I yeah. couldn't get on Facebook. Yep. But I remember being on MySpace and like, 2000, if that, is that completely wrong? No, not 2000. MySpace what came out in 2004, 2005. Okay, I, I th- see, I thought I was yeah. on some kind of social network in high school, but it might have just been like AOL and Messenger and, and like yeah. GeoCities and shit like that. That's so weird that it, totally. MySpace has only been around for... It hasn't, yeah, it hasn't. I don't, I have to wiki it. Um, I don't remember when their actual domain Which is was the most registered. dependable source of information. Oh, in the world. I know, I obviously, know. obviously. No, but, um, but yeah, MySpace... The producer of my show, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> and I aim to be pro. I want to thank both of you gentlemen. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but um, yeah, that's sort of when MySpace sort of had its rise and then its heyday. But yeah, it was literally, and I only remember that because I posted on it on the Examiner. But yeah, in, uh, in March of 2009, you sort of just started to watch this decline. And I, I had contacted this chick to sort of, you know, do some consulting and stuff like that. And I was like, I literally remember my email. I was like, I really get Facebook and MySpace. I was like, I don't know if there's anything to this. I was like, I had SEO in my back pocket. I was like, oh, okay, well, I can also tell you about SEO. But I'm like, I really think I have something here with what I get. In Which is a media. standard thing that people in certain industries put on resumes now. My Absolutely. social networking provision, Twitter, which when you said it, I'm sure they were like, Are, do you think that's impressive? Yeah. Oh, no, totally. It was literally one of these things where I was just like, eh, I can do, like, I get this. Like, I, but it was so, it was so funny. I literally remember that email so well. And I was just like, I don't even know. I was like, I also type really fast. I can do like, <laughs> like I had all these other cards to like pull out, but I was like, I really, this, this was the reason why You're I approached like I play it. a viola. I know, I know, right? Um, but yeah, that was, that was basically my everything. And, uh, yeah. And so I just started managing a bunch of social media accounts and leveraged that into a really On successful. No, just between, no, um, MySpace, Facebook, um, started out but on for Twitter. Other people, for kinda. other people, yeah. So you would like, you would run their, you would run their pages basically. Oh, yeah. As it were. That was yeah, your job. I yeah. had a politician, I got a politician in office in Aruba. Um, I had a couple celebrities and stuff, um, that I just managed their social media and, uh, dude, totally kicked ass. Is in it, it amazing to it. be a politician in Aruba? I feel like I you know. get a boat. I know. Just like, all, like right away, they're like, all right, here's your boat. <laughs> I know. Think about your policies later on your boat. No, but it was, um, it was really cool and it was a really special time in that space too to sort of see people's reactions to it and it was sort of this visceral response of this is something huge and sort of watching, watching it unfold sort of, you know, right in front of your eyes was really something powerful. So when you think they write the history books years later, that 2008, 9 is when the watershed really oh, broke on yeah. the social networking thing where it became a viable I mean, yeah, Obama, I mean, there have been, like you said, you got a fucking someone elected yep. because of it. Like, it, it decides elections now. People get married. People, I mean, it, it's yeah. the world now, right? Uh, totally. Yeah. But it, but you have to understand, too, like, uh, Zuckerberg, like, nurtures the psychology of the end user. He's, like, a big, he's very much follows, like, the jobs line of, like, we don't give people what they want. We give them what they need type of thing. Um, so it's basically... MySpace and, and bless their hearts, they just had, it was so spammy. They gave people everything that they thought that they wanted, but wasn't at all what they needed. Like, you know, when you look at the page, it was HTML, flashy, you know, there's music, there's, you know, let's give you endless pictures. Yeah, whole apparently bit what I wanted was a cool tiger, parents. was a fake tiger pet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like, MySpace was like the cool parents. Facebook were like the responsible ones. They were like, no, this is what we're going to give you and you're going to like it. You get one blue, white, like, everyone has the same, you know, page, this whole thing. Um, no music. You know, no custom settings. Um, but there's there's a reason we why that we works. We found out the nation was a bunch of fucking submissives, though, because they were like, yes, please, Facebook. Okay, <laughs> tell me what else I can't do, and I'll like it. You know what I mean? I Like, the structure really changed things, though. Totally. Because MySpace got ridiculous at the end. Because it got so spammy. They I didn't just have had, to control people it. People would just post neon pot leaps on my mm -hmm. fucking wall and shit. And I'm like, I like pot. I don't yeah. need to see that every day, though. No, totally. Once a week, maybe, but... So, so when MySpace... Went down. When, how, when did you make the jump? Um, I, I was still even checking my MySpace email last year, like early wow. last year. Early last year, I was still like my reasoning behind it was that I was cleaning it out or something. I don't know what I was even really. Also, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure females got a lot had a, have a lot more of an 
a lot. How do I fucking say this? <laughs> Chicks get more messages than dudes on Absolutely. social fucking networking Absolutely. sites. So like, I check my MySpace two years after I signed off, and it's like one person posted something, and I feel <laughs> yeah. really bad about myself. Whereas you have like eighty thousand messages and shit. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. So I just sort of went in to clean it out. But um, but yeah, no, it's. I was part of the problem. I remember being on MySpace and just going through. Girls who lived in my neighborhood and being like, attractive friend. And like, I had 8,000 <laughs> friends. And then I was like, I don't know any of these people. Yeah. Jump ship. And then yep. I did the same thing with Facebook. And I'm just waiting to jump ship again. And no, what kidding. are you jumping to? Nothing, man. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, I, I'm a big, I like Facebook. Yeah. I, I like Twitter much more. Yeah. Twitter is my shit. Twitter is way better. Yeah. Twitter, like, cha- like, and another life changing kind of thing. Twitter changed yeah. my life. Like, uh, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for Twitter. Like, literally, my relationship with Kevin and the Smodcastle and the network and like awesome. all this stuff has kind of grown off of Twitter and and pot fueled dreams, as it were. Yeah. But so, a Twitter um, is my will always be my thing. Uh, I I tried the Google Plus. I don't get it. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. I'm actually not, it's interesting to say that because I'm actually not a fan of it either. Um, I had someone, uh, recently I talked to, they, they called it open source Facebook and I get it. But you also have to understand there's 750 million users on Facebook. They're not going to overnight just turn to Google Plus. Like when your grandmother is on something, she's never going to change. No, she grandma, will die on that yeah, website. Yeah, she will absolutely die. She still has the same That's TV when they shut like down a website is when all the grandmas yeah, die. Absolutely. Like all the grandmas just died <laughs> in MySpace. They were like, all right, shut it down. Exactly. But it's, you know, it's one of these things where, you know, I still don't think Google Plus will be the answer to things. I think it'll keep keep things, give it a competitive edge, though, what, sure. what does what What are the features that it's offering? Is anyone here familiar with Google? Anyone on here in Google Plus in the audience? Do you guys dig it? You don't get what you're supposed to be doing other than uh, that's different than Facebook, right? Because that's my main thing. It looks yeah. like Facebook with a white wall and yep. circles. Like, and big you can deal. even change that. I can fetishize everyone on my friend list. I can, You know <laughs> what I mean? That's the one thing circles yeah. do you because they're anonymous, I found out. Yeah. So you could just make anonymous circles. All oh day yeah, well long. people don't people don't know what you've listed them under. That's what sure. I mean. Yeah. So you can just write weird, creepy sexual yep. stuff about everyone. That's the one reason Google Plus might stick around for a little bit. <laughs> but but, that's why it's better than Twitter lists because I that was one of the things that I actually posted out on Twitter. I was like, question on Google Plus. I was like, can people see what I'm listing them that. under? Yeah, I was like, just hmm, I'm just curious on this. Cause I always have like anytime I ever and and. Not that I would ever, but anytime I ever like block someone on Facebook chat or whatever, I call it friends. I'm like, if you're on my friends list, oh, yeah. or like friends one, friends two. I'm like, those are all my people that are blocked. That was my Google circle. Pod yeah. buddies went to motherfuckers I don't know, but yeah. know me. Like, <laughs> totally. But you have uh-huh. to sort of be able to break that, break that down. Now, see, but, but sure. like, uh, there is a, so I don't, I don't think Google Plus will revolute. I don't think anyone's. I don't think it will do what people thought it was going to do. Do you? I think it's going. I think it's going to give competitive edge. I think for Google sure. Chrome is fantastic. Yeah, I think it'll. But I think you have to understand too. Like Twitter has still failed to establish value in people's minds. Like not apparently not. We're no for for real. Like when you ask like the non nerds, the non they don't. My little brother, no my little brother's why. on Facebook, but doesn't get why I'm on Twitter. Exactly. Goes, well, you want to tell people you're at the fucking mall or something? Yep. Like they what don't. You ate for breakfast. They that's what that's the only thing you hear when yep. when people talk. Okay, you know that. Yeah, it's it's people think yep. you're doing that all the time. I'm yep. at the fucking store. You know what I mean? And that's not like you because you have an established value in Twitter. Like it's building relationships. I'm here because of Twitter. Like where you I mean, know, you're like, fucking where, verified. Like, <laughs> How'd you rock that shit? Ah, uh, super secret. By the way, that was. I'm not gonna lie, a little bit of a turn on. <laughs> that's how geeky I am. When I was like first started following you, I was like, oh wow, she's verified. <laughs> I was like, that's fancy. She can open up doors. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, 
that they don't understand the intrinsic value because there's no yeah, there's huge. no there's no banner ads. I no. mean, they can't put a, from a financial value on it either, nope, right? They can't. Yeah, I mean, even it's it's one of these things though. When you explain Twitter, like it's it's actually really funny. I was just talking about this with my roommate. We had this this guy I was dating um, just a couple months ago. He was just like, "So you're on the Twitter?" He's like, "Okay." He's like, "Was he Canadian?" So, yeah, I know, right? And he's you're like, on the Twitter, <laughs> eh? I've heard about that. Yeah. No, but he like so we were at this party and he's just like he got all of his friends together. And he's like, "Yo," he's like, "How many people in this room actually knows what it means to be verified on Twitter?" He's like, "So she has a little blue check next to her name. Who thinks that's cool?" He was such a dick about it and i wasn't even trying i'm to be the that, anti like, of that guy apparently oh, is he really dude. tall yeah, yeah, and yeah. german <laughs> he is He's oh really tall. <laughs> we have we have our problems um he's really tall but yeah but people you bastard. have to understand like people don't get it tall when, dudes don't get shit you no, know but, but when people don't heads are up there when people the don't understand something their visceral response is going to be fear like Fuck that's that. going to be their yes, number thing absolutely. so they're afraid so they, but then but then they're protecting their ego they're like oh this is so stupid because whatever oh it's just a blue check next to you whatever you're such an idiot like that's that's always going to be their constant. So you have to figure out ways to add value to them. And I think what I'm excited most about with Twitter is sort of where it's going in with uh, traditional entertainment and traditional media, like integrating in television and stuff like that, because that'll add so much you value. You mean where a lot of TV shows have like a little Twitter feed yep. on the bottom now where like or putting Allison in hashtags. Hayslip is yep. on like the fucking voice has like a Twitter room or yep. whatever. Yeah, It's yeah, amazing because oh, that's going to add voice. but that's going to add that's going to add value to a lot of so-called normies you know non-geeks non-nerds Um, it's going to add value to their experience because they're watching something on TV and then they can look at a hashtag and be like oh my god I can totally interact with that, well, that right was, now. I remember this is great. Bef- the precursor to Twitter was they used to run uh Cops it was called, was it called like Cops 2.0 on G4 or Spike? And the thing That's was, awesome. you could go on the website and it was a live chat. Awesome. And they'd be like, what's your favorite crime? And I would always just write ridiculous shit to see if it got on TV and it would. So, and they would run like eight hours a day of this. So I would just sit there for hours being like, peanut butter sandwich, peanut butter sandwich, peanut butter sandwich. Oh! And like, awesome. looking at the imaginary people I'm friends with or I live with, like, awesome. for validation. And my dog's like, dude, you're not fucking cool. That's awesome. Feed me. But, but the, you, the, the point that was, you know, most important in what you just said was that you watched for eight hours. Because yeah, you can actually you sit there and interact. Yep, absolutely. So it's, that's that's power into advertisers and stuff like that. That's eyeballs. That's that's anything, money. Absolutely, anything you get lost at. I don't know. My favorite, so, one of my favorite new social. I uh, I don't know what Spotify is. Yeah, Spotify is amazing. Is I have it? an invite code. Explain no, 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 it need, to me. You need to get on Spotify. Okay, no, so, no, no, like, whoa. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I like no. this. Spotify is amazing. I'm obsessed with it. They are not an official sponsor of the site or anything. I'm just a total. So break down the concept real quick. It's, <gasps> it's like, awesome. It's um. It's literally like taking, uh, taking, it's, it's better than, okay, hold on. I'm, I'm like literally my brain You're is fucking firing off. You're fucking salivating right now. No, um, it's basically like taking an entire music store, um, and just putting it literally in one app. It's different than Pandora. Pandora is more like stuff you happen to stumble upon based on streamings on, on, you know, genres based on the genome project. What this is, is it's, there's a social component as well. So you can like, log in with all your Facebook friends so like I can see what everyone's sort of listening to what they have on their iTunes but it's free it's totally yeah it's free um, so it's, I can access any song in the world any song in the for world free for free instantly, on uh, instantly. The, on, like, yes 
So it's like the iTunes library for how is that legal? That's that's exactly honestly what I they, they that's why it took so long to get over here. It's been overseas for a really long time, um, but they just signed a bunch of deals with the record labels. I don't know the legality that behind awesome, it. Though. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. literally um, I have it on my um, I have a Droid charge. I have they gave me a free premium account for the first thirty days just just from cloud. So you can just bring up any song of all any fucking song, time, any like song. Now. But but you also have to understand like the cool thing is is like how is it how is it being aggregated like. It's almost overwhelming because I have to sit there and I'm like, oh, my God, any song ever. It's literally so like you say, oh, my God, I would just go great Muppet caper, please. <laughs> but it's literally like, but think of how many times like I was just having this conversation on Twitter yesterday. I was like, think of how many times you just want to like turn on music and sort of tune out. This is sort of a bit more proactive. You, you have, have to, create, to pick. Yeah, you have to pick stuff like I star songs all the time, but you have to have playlists. You have to have, um, you know, stuff or at least like you know, borrow from friends, playlists and stuff like that. But no, it's literally amazing. And you can get it on your phone too. You can download the so app. So you can just, $10 I mean, a that's month. That's amazing. Yeah. So there goes. Totally it, worth it. There goes, like, it just seems like with that app, you can forego satellite radio and all. Yep. It seems like to cut everything out. Cuts everything out. And that also seems to be a trend in social media is music. My favorite thing going right now is something called Turntable. I love Turntable. It is fucking incredible. Like, I think great. homie in here was in the room with me last night. Turntable I spend great. like, if you guys aren't yeah. familiar with Turntable, Turntable. Um, I've FM. talked about it on this show before. It's, it's, uh, it's basically a virtual DJ room and there's like five, avatars up at a table each one with their own computer which is cool too because if you have a pc it shows pc if you have a mac it shows mac or if you're one of three people in the world with the linux apparently (laughs) i've spotted you like a bigfoot (laughs) in my room before but basically you take turns and again it's that weird nebulous like how could this be legal thing of like there's a virtual online library of like every song you'd possibly want and you build up DJ playlists and you DJ for people mm-hmm. and the people in the crowd get to vote if it's awesome or not, basically. Yeah. And if they don't like the song, it gets fucking wiped out. It's awesome. Awesome. It's beyond. Yeah, I really I'm fascinated by sort of the social component of this entire thing as well. I think that's because we all want to listen to music together. And that was and that was a thing out of and I've spoken with um, my buddy Jeff Katz, who, who runs a uh, Geek Week and a bunch of different uh, uh, websites and he's a movie producer. Uh, the thing about turntable that's so amazing is out of all the social networking sites for Mm -hmm. me right now in my own private circle like i go into a turntable room and i'll be in there with neil gaiman and mark bernard and and all these kind of cool people in the industry that that everyone knows it's such a small i've I've got business meetings from djing in turntable rooms before that's awesome like that's the first social media like it's actually the social aspect of turntable really does ring true which surprised me Absolutely. But it's the same thing as Twitter. Like uh, all you're being given is an opportunity to interact with more people. It's what the person does and what, what you do with it. That sort of makes the difference. Like the fact that you've gotten a meeting from that is freaking amazing, but not at all surprising. Do you think the option, do you think the fact that they take away the option of video makes these sites successful? Because like, how long was yeah. chat relay really going to last with all those dicks? No, totally. Yeah, no, but they had to figure out how to how to square that out, too. There was yeah. no way There's to do no it. Way, yeah. There was no way. It was just once you put the option of a photo or a video, yeah. you're going to get dicks. No, totally. Like, unless it's Facebook true. and they have, like, Facebook dick police, apparently. <laughs> no, but it's, but you're really, it's true, but it's also How do they do that? Do they have a scanning, a scanning thing? A scanning for dicks? I mean, when you upload a, <laughs> when you upload a photo to Facebook, <laughs> awesome. how do they know that, do they... 
They hire people to go through every single photo uploaded yeah. on Facebook. No, they have they have like regulations. They have people that actually monitor that stuff for oh, sure. Wow. And then there's also like the police and stuff for like. Wouldn't that be great if they flagged. invented technology though that immediately recognized fucking dicks or something? I'm sure. And like one dude yeah. had a really small dick and it posted and he was like, oh, <laughs> like the, the internet thinks I'm a girl. <laughs> you just have an enlarged. These are just things that I stay awake with at night. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I I definitely think because. That one, where wherever there is social media, there also seems to be the trolls and people looking for non-purian reasons, as it were. Do you agree? Absolutely. But it's again what it all comes down to the end user of what you're going to take from this is sort of what you what you want. You know. Do you think there's any way to make it completely safe social media? I mean, that kind of defeats the purpose of social media. What is safe? Yeah. I mean, look at look at. Just people in general. You can take a handful of anyone. You'll still have someone who's a complete nutso. Someone that's, you know, potentially, you know, a serial killer. They yeah, just that's concentr- not- They just concentrate it. You're Absolutely. right. Like, like chat roulette in real life. Like, it might be a hundred thousand people, but some dude's gonna pull out his dick and masturbate Absolutely. at you. Absolutely. You no, just, absolutely. it won't be one in every three, like on yeah. the internet or whatever. But that's, you have to change people. You have to, and that's just not at all possible, but it's sort of how do you regulate it, you know, as best as you can. What do you think the next wave in social media will be? I don't know. I literally, I get asked that all the time. Um, it's, it's changing too quickly. Um, again, I'm fascinated right now and I'm sort of in the space of, um, the hashtag integration in television and stuff like that. I'm really fascinated by, cause I think that's going to add so much value to Twitter, which still has failed to establish value, which at this point, which is, is so weird because absurd. it's my, it's my life. Like oh, my homepage too. is Twitter. So in my mine mind, too. I assume that like everyone, you know what I mean? But I, yep. I think, I guess you're right. Yeah. It's not as big as Facebook or anything. We're right? not at, no, we're absolutely. And it's, we're not, we're not at all in the norm. And it's like, actually Charlie Sheen, there was a whole big thing, you know, with obviously he with got Charlie to the Sheen quickest, he got, quickest yeah, million. Yeah. But also too, he got people back on Twitter. So basically people were watching his meltdown and stuff and then had an established value of tuning into Twitter just to sort of see him. And because they, and now on new shows they'll 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 show celebrity tweets a lot of the time. Yep. So it, it is making people think, oh, I got to be on Twitter. Absolutely. Just to at least see what's going on. But I mean, also, too, you have to look at like when people first, you know, logged into Twitter and created accounts back in the day or even even now they still have you do this. All the suggested accounts were all verified and they were all celebrities. They're all famous Celebrities, yes. Yeah, ce- but celebrities don't out reply you back. So you'd like post stuff or whatever and you'd be following these people, but you have no engagement. Engagement's and I, crucial. And I've thought about that. And that might be the reason that my brother, the average user, doesn't like Twitter compared to Facebook because Twitter really seems to be celebrity dominated oh, or yeah. maybe not celebrities, but people of us, people in niche circles, as it were. Yeah. So if you're not a follower in that small little circle, it, you can't talk to your friends on yeah. Twitter, kind of. Like, I, I bet the average Twitter follower has like, the average Twitter user has like 30 followers or something, right? It's something ridiculous. 20, though, 23 yeah. or something. Yeah. So, like, I can get why it just gets frustrating to watch Ashton Kutcher talk to fucking. Yeah. Whoever he talks to, I don't follow him. So. But it's annoying because, yeah, there's out. no, literally the engagement. I was like, fuck malaria nets. <laughs> but the engagement is the most crucial part about Twitter. So when you take that away from people by sort of having these celebrity accounts be the ones that are first, you know, brought up, it's. That suggests that. It's bad. No, yeah. yeah, it's really, really bad. I was like, Twitter, you're doing Twitter wrong. I posted so much on the you side about You talk to Twitter sometimes. I do. I would post, I would literally like post so much on the site about it. I was like, stop doing Twitter wrong, Twitter. Well, let's talk it's about your site real quick. Yeah. You started your own website. Yeah. So now I run the website talknerdytomelover.com. Such an awesome name. Thank you. Yeah. It's nerd. Took me a while to think about it to get it. <laughs> Not going to lie, but. Thank you. That's where my head's at. Um, how did that come about? How did that start? Um, yeah. I started the site. Um, I had a broken heart and a lot of frustration and was sort of at that point in your life of I was about to turn 25 and, you know, at that state of 
oh, fuck, I hate everything. What's the one thing I didn't hate? Well, life casting. So I literally just sort of started posting my thoughts on the site um, as a social media consultant just to timestamp stuff, being a corporate lawyer's daughter. Um, and then it sort of evolved. I, I started getting sponsorships. So I you know, reached out to Ford was one of my first sponsors. So Ford gave me a car for six months and I had a gas card. So I like started, you know, doing stuff with them. And I was like, oh, was that part of the Fiesta movement thing? Which a, b- a bunch of people were uh, yep. a bunch of different social networkers were on that. Yep. So, yeah, I yeah. was part of the I was part of the second round of the Fiesta movement. And then from that, I really got so I wanted to stop consulting. I wanted to stop pretty much everything. I just want to apologize. My nephew's here right now and he's Aww. going crazy. No, I'm just kidding. It's some kid, random kid in the store. <laughs> the store is open right now for people listening. So you might hear little children crying. I didn't invite little children to this show. I'm waiting till we have porn stars on. Okay, now to continue. Yeah, no. So I just uh, started off with Ford and I just was consulting and stuff at the time, but I just started to really hate consulting. I was like, I don't want to do this shit for other people. I was like, I really want to build my own brand. So I just, I moved into my Ford Fiesta and started living in the car and uh, spent an entire year bartering social media to live with $10 to my name and traveled the entire country. Wow. Yeah, literally, but completely corporate sponsored down to, I gave up everything, moved it into six little compartments in the back of my car. And, uh, and this is, this was on Talk Nerdy to Me Lovers. Yeah, so this oh, yeah, was the launch of, this was the launch of the site, yep, kind it's of. How, it's how I launched the site. Yeah, but it was amazing. Like I got to the CEO of AOL. I had meetings with Apple. I literally every tech bit of everything. And you were just um, traveling around the country, no money. You were basically saying, sponsor me because I'm life care. Yeah. Like, well, dude who wears the t-shirts every day absolutely. or whatever. My, I first, I, I stopped paying rent at my place in May and I officially, the first weekend I moved out, um, because of Ford, we had to throw this party at a bar. Um, so I was like, why don't we actually throw it at a hotel so we can actually like, you know, take, they gave us like $10,000. So I was like, why don't we actually get the penthouse suite, you know, to get like rent the bar out for the night. So yeah, my first official weekend of being homeless, I was actually in the penthouse suite at the Shangri-La Hotel. Doesn't count as homeless. Exactly. But that was, that was sort of the Jewel, of it. Jewel lived in a Nissan, all right? Exactly. But uh, no, I slept at Lincoln and Rose down in Venice, uh, right next to the, um, Venice family, uh, family center. And yeah, and I just sort of started there and it just evolved. Uh, the Fiesta movement ended in June. So I only had a couple more weeks with the car, but then it literally started off as couch surfing. Our official hashtag on Twitter is nerds unite. So it was literally, I just started, hanging out with all these people. I was just like, hey, you got a couch? Awesome. Like, everyone reached out to me. I'd never even reached out to them. And I just started... I'm sure, there were a lot of dudes in that reaching out mix. But it wasn't. That, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the gnarly part about it. It wasn't about that. That's badass. Um, yeah, no, that's awesome. so it was, it was pretty cool and pretty hardcore. But um, but yeah, but then for the social component of it, um, I started dating. So I created an OkCupid account. And then I went on 103 dates in nine months. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about. So you've gone on 103 <laughs> dates in nine months. Yes. I've gone on zero dates in nine months. You are my Lex Luthor. <laughs> Even though I'm the bald one, apparently. I just like to call myself Superman. Um, how did, uh, how, how in, uh, because I like to keep things completely honest on this show. Yeah. The way I first interacted with you was on OkCupid, okay actually. There you go. I sent you a fucking OkCupid okay message. There you go. Yeah. I'm a pimp. <laughs> Didn't get a response, but we're doing a podcast years later. So, uh, but OKCube, okay, I have not, I have, I just recently tried the online dating thing, like maybe six months ago for the first time. I created an OKCube okay, profile. It has not, uh, worked for me uh. as such. What I also, but I've never, I've never been, I'm still not fully, I'm still one of those weird, like online dating. I don't get yeah. it. And, and until it happens, I'll be that. What, what, you've gone on 109? 103 in nine months. 103 dates in nine months from random strangers on the internet. Well, that, 
sounds horrible considering like it's it but look at what you were saying with turntable that you wound up with business i know 100 percent. Like it's so it's just a different medium yeah but no, i totally. always but i but technically a, people you yeah. never met before no i never i never met any of these people um and it was all straight off of an 85 percent prerequisite for the um okc algorithm so basically like i had to at least be 85 percent compatible with these people um and you would and, go out if they asked you or... No, no, no. I had to be attracted to them okay. for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm a chick that runs a website for nerds. Like, I got hit up so much. It was ridiculous. But I had, like... I had a prerequisite of at least, like I said, the 85, and then I had to I mean, it works. I'm not going to... It totally I works. was like, she has nerd in her profile. In... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, totally. So it was really... It was kind of awesome, though. I just put up a thing in my... Because, again, with $10 to my name, I didn't have money to go out on dates. So I was like... I had in my profile the disclaimer of what I was doing. Um, I didn't say... I just said it was a social experiment. I was just like, I'm just looking to date. Um, so I said, if you buy me a beer, I'll give you a hug. So we would go out to Dylan's a lot up here in Hollywood. They have $3 beers. So it was really... a date. This was just your way of eating for a year. No, but but I didn't let guys buy me meals. <laughs> oh, I you never didn't. no. I so was, it was really just drinks. it was just a drink and it was usually just a beer. I was really like gung ho on not running a site's literally a full time job. It could not be no, totally. more of a full time job. So um yeah, I literally told dudes I was like, You get, you know, one beer. If I hit it off, then it sort of you know, obviously went from there, but I didn't feel guilty because I was like, it's three bucks for a dude and I'm spending like an hour with you. It's really Did you, not. And you documented every single date? The majority of them, yeah. A lot You're of like them. You're like the are... real life Trish the Dish from Mallrats. Uh huh. Thank That's you. So awesome. I love Mallrats. Yeah. I love Mallrats. Yeah. So, but it was basically, um, I, I learned, like, I would screenshot, like, interactions that people sent, like, emails that were really funny, just we- all the weird stuff that people send you. And you always chats. warned the dude, like, hey, whatever you send to me, I have, I'm allowed to yep. fucking put online. There was a disclaimer. Um, but yeah, within the first, the first day that I started it, it was, uh, July last year, um, fans of the site were like, you can't, you can't not tell dudes what you're doing. You have to put something up. So I had in big, bold letters, but it also at the same time, you have to understand, I didn't start out specifically to have a social experiment. I'm just a nerdy chick looking for love. Like, as cheesy <laughs> as that really sounds, like, I've love tattooed on my wrist. Like, I was really genuinely looking to meet See, that's a guy. the problem. I have geek tattooed on my wrist. Nice. <laughs> One of us is going to do much better in life. <laughs> nice. But, yeah, I was literally just at that sort of state of, like, I can't meet dudes at a bar, like, because the second, you know, a guy comes up to me, I'm like, so, like, you know, what, you know. What do you think about algorithms? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, so I can't, I, I knew that that was my constant. So I was trying to find the most efficient way to actually date and keep my sanity. And it just, literally, I was on date 96 before I actually realized I'd gone out on that many. So then I actually calculated them all up. And I was like, we need a fancy number for it. So I just stopped at 103. Now, had date number seven been the guy of your dreams, would you have stopped? Oh, absolutely. Because, again, there was no... I didn't realize when I was doing it, I was completely in the mode of just, well, I'm just going to document online dating. Had zero idea I would even go out on that many dates. But it was literally like, I mean, the site is my full-time job, so it would be like a Tuesday. Oh, sure, what are you doing? Well, okay, I'll go to this concert, or I'll, you know, we'll go meet for this beer, whatever it was. It was consistent... Sure, I'll do that. But 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 if you met if you met someone you wanted to pursue, you would have stopped. So Absolutely. what we really learned from the experiment is that you were a picky motherfucker. No, there were one hundred nine fucking dudes. 100, no, one hundred and three, and there were eleven second dates. Okay. And then of the 11, oh, there were eleven second. There were eleven dates. second dates, and then there were four dudes that I actually wanted to pursue, and all four were emotionally unavailable, which was the reason why I was doing the experiment to begin with, because I was emotionally unavailable. So what does that say about attraction in general, is that all we're doing is finding like energy. 
Swear to God, it blew my mind. Is I, that I, what we're doing? I'm all... trying to fucking, I don't even know what I'm trying to yeah, do. Yeah, there's a whole thesis. <laughs> uh, if you go to talknerdymelover.com, there's a whole thesis on it. Um, up at the top, it says 103 dates and nine months. And, uh, and yeah, and I literally break it down to what sort of I felt on each date and what I sort of felt from each dude. What all was, it did was teach about me. Give me the weirdest thing a dude did on one of the dates. Um, oh God, I went out with this one dude who was a hockey player and like he was just, yeah, but, but like former professional, like former, oh, like by right. a couple of years, but he took me to a hockey game actually, which I was like, this is a really epic thing. I was like, it's freaking awesome. He was such a creeper. He like, he, we were like in these like box seats or whatever and he like wouldn't let me out. And then he tried like awkwardly kissing me multiple times. I was just like, what, what part of this, like, no, do you not get, do you not read, do you not anything? Um, I mean, yeah, it, like, to be honest with you, all the guys, though, that I, with the exception of only three that I actually wanted to walk out on, they were amazing. Like, one guy I actually wound up in my traveling journeys. I wound up staying at his house for two months. We spent, like, Thanksgiving together, wow. the whole everything. Yeah, he completely rent free and completely platonic. He was just like, hey, like, I really dig what you're doing. Just kind of be safe, you know. So, so the, what we just learned is the way to get to your heart is to not trap you in small places <laughs> and try to kiss try to kiss you over and over again. Yes. Like, no, okay, I'm not going to do it again. Oh, you can't move. Like, that just seems really... It was super, yeah, he was a super creep ball. Um, but yeah, it's just one of these things where, you know, you have Also, to... you'd think he would pull that in, like, his apartment or a small space. He brings you to, like, the fucking Staples Center. <laughs> and me too. Try and run. You're like, okay, help. And the dude next to you is like, what? Yeah, and he introduces <laughs> me, and he introduces me too to, like, 15 of his friends. It was a really overwhelming night and an overwhelming experience in general i almost fought this chick in the restroom too over like giving her no literally over giving her back her license like i found this or no it was a it was a credit card actually I found a credit card on the floor and i was just like excuse me you know is this is this your card and she's like yes and then she took it from my hand i was like bitch i need to see id i was like can you show me your i was like can you show me your id or i'm not giving you this credit card back and she's like oh she's like i have this id but it's fake i was like listen sweetie i'm not the police i'm not gonna whatever i said i need something with your name and this name or this card and i took it back from her i was like this card you're like i don't actually work for the police i just like to pretend i do i'm gonna need to see some id no totally but then i told her i was like give me your facebook or your twitter or something like that she totally got in my face and like we're literally about to throw down and i was just like um and then her friend came up she's like no 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 she's like this really is her she's like here so that, she showed her facebook so that was the worst date was almost getting was the worst date was getting molested by an ex-hockey player who's ex like oh, at least be in the nhl <laughs> if you're gonna be all grabby yeah. you know what i no, mean totally but it was funny um actually not part of the social experiment just a couple weeks ago um actually i went on a date with a student he made me cry literally on a first on a in first a good date. way or a bad no, way no in a horrible way um that was the hockey dude was mild compared to this how did, dude. How did this guy make you cry? He made me cry. Um, he was just horrible. Like, he was basically sitting there trying to, like, like, we're both analytical people, so you take two analytical people and put them on a date. That's probably not good to begin with. Um, but yeah, we were basically just sort of sitting there, like, studying You're each diagnosing other. Diagnosing each other? Breaking stuff. No, but, like, I... I do that under wraps. I've, I've made people cry before because of that accidentally. You have to, cause I'm the you same kind careful. of person. I, as a friend, yeah. I like to try to diagnose my friends and tell yeah. them how they can fix themselves. Totally. A lot of times that winds up making them cry. No, but, but there's a time and a place for it. And it's like also too with me and dating, I'm, I'm incredibly sensitive and I'm incredibly just, cause again, like I just happen to document my experiences in my life, but I'm absolutely looking for someone in some capacity. So he was just sitting there and sort of like filling out questions like, so are we getting a second date? Like, sort of trying to find validation that he was feeling something in me. So 
I would just be like, oh, yeah. I was like, dude, I totally love to go out again. And he's like, well, I wouldn't. Like, he was so like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. This dude sounds hilarious. I I feel bad that you had a bad day. but Bad. No, literally. Like, I came home and I was He's like, you want dessert? You're like, I love something. He's like, great. Go get it yourself. (laughs) Snap. Did he say burn ever? I know. He should have because then that would have been funny. No, it was literally like I was in some sort of weird S&M relationship with myself in that capacity. But I literally got home and I was so frustrated from everything dating and doc documenting all of it i was just like i i broke down i i closed the door my roommate wasn't home i just closed the door i started sobbing like uncontrollably like i can't do this anymore people suck guys suck um just total like he's like he played mind games I was just so It was mad. like the guy Sphinx in Mystery Men. I know that's an obscure reference, but look it up. No, Mystery, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the pickup artist community. Yeah. I know. See, I was thinking of Mystery Men. There's. <laughs> so you go with the pickup. Was there? Did he make a movie, that guy, <laughs> Mystery? I knew a kid who was on that show. He had a reality show, yeah, too, right? Yeah, the pickup artist on VH1. I knew a kid who was on that. Who? Someone in some, I don't remember his name because oh. he was a kid from the fucking pickup artist. Uh-huh. I never really hit it off. <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> no, but it's really, yeah, I, I, I sort of, I love that community and sort of examining it. But yeah, See, it, it was too seems much. you embrace the, you know, like, everyone these days is trying, is like, dude, like, my grandma met someone online. Like, yeah. it seems like that, that moment of online dating being weird is, is over. The, oh, absolutely. The, the general populace yeah. accepts it. Um, you seem to have embraced it. Do you ever, is it, do you think that's going to be how you're going to find a dude? Or are you going to try to, are you, do you, even though the experiment's over, do yeah. you still go on dates from OkCupid? Um, I have a date here are tonight. All, and, uh, yeah, no, and he's from OkCupid. Actually, it was funny, uh, when, when, uh, I met him the night after my really, really bad date and like I sent him a text. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I was like, I had the worst date ever last night. I was like, I'm now crying from this date. I was like, we are not going to go out ever. Um, He's not here right now. So I was like, he survived the longest with three dates. Dude, he fucking um, left during no, the no, show? No, Don't go, fucking no. go back with this he guy. Go, he has to go move I'm the hilarious. car. No, no, no. He has to go move the car. This dude doesn't like comedy. <laughs> no, uh, he has to go move the car for right. two-hour parking. But, um, but yeah, no, I I think honestly. I bet he's listening to like the fucking Yankee game or something. I think, no, but Ugh. I think for me, like I'm, I'm always going to be attracted to someone who gets the community and gets the space. So yeah, absolutely. It's like finding someone, you know, in a coffee shop and you're a barista. Like you're you're you have like a natural like want for coffee. Um, Spidey, he just walked back in. <laughs> now, we all, now we all know who's on the date with her. We were just Uh-oh. talking about you. <laughs> See, there's a problem with dating a life caster, dude. She just told you int- uh, intimate details about you, sir. I know you. I know you better than most of my exes. Uh, speaking of the community, you were at uh, Comic Con a few weeks ago. Yeah, were I was. you not? How was that? Week. Um, it was good. It was really. Uh, See, I say a few weeks ago because it won't air till next week. Ah, uh, so. yeah, a few weeks ago. I'm fixing time. I'm like Doc Brown. But like a Jewish version, <laughs> which I feel like there's not really that many different. I'm just, a, it's just racist. I'm just a Jewish Doc Brown. I don't even know what the differences would be. I like bagels. Yeah. <laughs> Marty, we got to go back in time and get, and get bagels. Like that's Make what makes fresh. him Jewish. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was really, Comic-Con was awesome, but it's just, it's very overwhelming. Like, you know, it's not only what, 250, whatever thousand people, oh, but yeah. that, but that in costumes and my ADDs, I've severe ADD. I'm like something shiny, something shiny, something shiny and meltdown. Like I can't, it's just a lot of shininess. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of shininess and it's a lot of like displays and you There's know, a lot of Miss Marvel's like with questionable midriffs. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh God. That yeah. seems to be the oh, God, number yeah. one, like really honey costume yeah. of the con is Miss Marvel. No, always. Totally. It's totally. always like a Miss Marvel. Who's like, ah. I don't know. No, I don't, totally. I, I don't, don't know. Wonder, yeah. 
Um, it's really um, cosplay as someone who wears appropriate clothing next time, please. Yeah, no, it's really you know, but it's interesting, and I love I love sort of people watching in that environment because everyone's just letting their freak flags totally fly, and it's so sort of honest and organic and just awesome. Like I love, I freaking love Comic Con. I just wish it wasn't within like a three block radius and wasn't just so unbelievably packed and so unbelievably just See, yeah. I, this this year someone described comic con as spring break f- for geeks and it kind of solidified why i'm not a huge comic con fan like yeah. i didn't go to spring break cuz i didn't like people yeah. like com- yes while comic con is a celebration of nerds and geeks and where you can go and have fun at panels and see your buddies. To me, it would flash back to high school of like, I'm yeah. not invited to that party. I'm trying to get to, it, it would, it would be that thing yeah. again. It is spring. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's too social. It's too cool. To, like, I wish it was not this cool anymore. Yeah. You know I, mean? I wish I could wear sweatpants at Comic Con. No, totally. It's definitely, yeah. And it's also stained too, LA, ones. Like, yeah. That, uh. But LA has taken over, um, San Diego way too much and a lot of the studios and, and their approach too. I mean, it was really, I remember I went to this Robert Rodriguez party and I had just come from the floor. Like, I had my backpack and still had my holy vans. I don't go and dude, if I'm in vans and flip flops, always I will go to any red carpet event. I'm always in my vans and flip flops. This woman shot me this look. You of probably like have death. very dirty feet. I actually do. Yeah, dude is on the date. Find out if you <laughs> report back. Uh, <laughs> so you you walk the entire con floor in like flip flops? No. So well, yeah. Well, these have like a little bit of a raise in them, but yeah. Um, no, or or my vans for real. But like the, that's oh. that's my that's I'm going my to the thing. party. You're saying so you rolled into the party. So I rolled into the party, and this woman shot me this look of death of like, what the f are you wearing? And she actually like penalized me by giving me the, like the non cooler wristband and stuff like that. But it was really gnarly. I was like, why? You don't know who the Twitter influencers and stuff are because they wanted us to tweet about the party and post about it and stuff. And it's like, but you're being super douchey to like all of my friends and stuff that were there were heavy influencers and we were all non-VIP. Well, that's that's what's fucked up. I feel like out of anything and any event I ever have to get dressed up the most for, it's a fucking Comic-Con. Yeah. Like, shouldn't that be the opposite? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And they don't know how to like, there's not like one, I know Nerd Headquarters did a pretty cool thing with it, Zachary Levi. They were doing that, they were running that room, they, yeah, they had yeah. a lot of cool shit going just on Just have yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. have like one constant of a room, but even to get in there was really hard. It was it's tough, but it was, it was for charity and there were yep. like a lot of really big, but like at least they were doing a good thing in there. You know what I mean? Totally. It wasn't just they had like, a good idea, but it drinking having a party it yeah. was it was a cool idea yeah but yeah, yeah i think comic-con can definitely be just really douchey and i think that's not at all what nerd and geek culture is about it's about the love it's about sort of embracing it and about you know again letting your freak flag fly so now like nerd and geek culture has definitely become a hot topic in recent years like mm-hmm. i don't know they call it geek chic or whatever i don't know if i buy into the whole i mean yes like the mainstream by at large accepts certain aspects of geek culture, but I don't think mm-hmm. they know that they're from geek yeah. culture. You know what I mean? No, totally. Like everyone loves Captain America, but no one really loves the real paper Captain America. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, totally. Where do you think the bubble bursts? Where do you think we're headed as far as like a community? I mean, yeah, do, it's a good question. Do you th- um, like there's a big, there's a big thing, uh, recently being pandered to. Mm-hmm. And that's what I know a lot of guests have spoken about that in the past and, and Comic Con has gotten some flack. About pandering to geeks. Like, yeah. oh, we love you, we love you, we love you. Now give us money and, and totally. wait in line for two hours. Totally. It's definitely, it's it's difficult because you also have to understand, too, look at, again, with social media and now all these people. You have 750 million people that might not have been on computers and stuff on a regular basis now checking Facebook every single day. Yeah, somebody so they're Facebook, like, oh, yeah, 750 million. million. So you have all these people now. Oh, have like, like 2,000 friends. What the fuck? Yeah, but now you have people that are like, oh, yeah, well, I'm nerdy. I check Facebook or I'm geeky. I do this. So it's really when sort of something that's so counterculture becomes the mainstream culture, there's always going to be sort of, you know, the dividing and all that. Um, 
yeah, do I think it's gonna do I think it's gonna burst? Absolutely. I don't know when. I don't know where all of that sort of is. I just sort of sit there and watch it um, and sort of play around in it. But yeah, I think it, it definitely sucks too. At the same time, I get really angry with like you know, especially in LA, all these like hot chicks and stuff coming out of clubs with like nerd glasses and stuff. Oh my god, I'm so nerdy. I mean, like, we, we need. I learned something from my dude Jay Moore show now, so I'm gonna put my name on it. Like Olivia Munn, for example, yeah. who I don't think I'll ever have on my show, catches yeah. a lot of flack. Yeah. For pandering to geeks, as far totally. as not being a real geek, and like totally. she wrote a book and she like spelled MC Chris's name wrong and like wrote Fetty's Vetty and shit. So Jesus. if you go to MC Chris's site, there's a great shirt that says, uh, "I love DJ Chrissy's Fetty's Vet." Fuck Olivia Munn on the back. <laughs> but it just it yes, in recent years, like every I mean, we're we're hoisted with like hot chicks who love yeah. comics now, totally. or they love video. You know what I mean? Yeah, the it's gamer it's chicks. it's yeah. hard it's hard for people to to. I know they, people don't believe, uh, believe that it serves value a lot of the yeah. time. No, totally. But it's, it's also too, you have to understand, I'm sure people driving behind them, agents, managers, you know, oh, you want to be this next person. You have to like this. Apparently it's how they all talk to. Um, but you know, it's, it's really yeah, next I time know, I hear someone talking like that, I'll be like, would you like to read a script? <laughs> I'd love to. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. How did you know? Absolutely. But no, it's, um, it sucks to be honest with you. And like, that was my biggest thing too, with starting the site. I, I caught a lot of flack. That's why I write posts. I actually don't do a lot of vlogging and a lot of like live streams and stuff. Cause it's super easy for people to be like, Oh, okay. You're a cute chick. Like of course the Justin you get it. TV. Well, not, what, yeah. What's her name? Justin. I just seen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, so I, I specifically write my ass off. I write so many fucking posts every day. And, uh, yes, I sort of did, Worked on building my, establishing my credibility first. I'm, I'm currently writing personal branding in the Fur Dummies series of the Fur Dummies. So oh, wow. literally, yeah, no, so now I'm writing the book on branding and stuff like that. But even then, that's a whole nother notch to the nerd credibility. So it's like, no, no you not only really have to know your shit, but you have to really fucking love it. Oh, you do like hardcore like, nerd credibility. I think, yeah. dude, you know what like an algorithm is. Yeah, like, absolutely. That's fucking, <laughs> that proves it right there. You know what I mean? Thank you. Took the time to look into that and shit. What, uh, big things are coming up that you're excited for in like the geek world, as it were? Um, in the geek world in general, um, I don't know. The I'm social just, networking world. They're like, what's, what's like the thing that you're most excited for happening? Anything? Nothing coming up. Yeah. I'm sort of just again on the lull from Comic Con. Like it's literally like such a jolt to your system. Like we had a countdown and stuff going on the site, like a hundred days to Comic Con. It's like Nightmare no, Before Christmas like, or whatever. Yeah. Only 364 days till next Comic Con. Everyone's like, shh, go, go to stop. No, totally. Yeah. So I'm, I'm Get really, a job. Yeah, I'm really kind of on a lull from that right now. Um, but no, I'm just, I'm honestly excited every day to be alive in this space and to really watch it unfold and to watch the power be given back to the people and sort of for anyone now to have a platform and sort of to embrace it. It's just the greatest thing ever. And, you know, getting to go to events, as cheesy as it sounds, getting to go to events and stuff like this, just to be able to meet people and just meet, you know, readers, writers and stuff on the site. It just, it warms my soul. I, agree. I love it's, it. And for me, it's the whole thing about having a voice. You know, yeah. it's the people who without voice. Like if this, if this kind of stuff existed in high school, I would have either been arrested or prom king. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because I would have like every day was like, take off your pants at two o'clock Facebook group. You know what I mean? Like totally. I would have had a podcast talking shit about teachers and stuff. Totally. Like kids these days, they don't like anyone can stand out on their own and find anyone. their own fans. And like it seems like you really don't go away doing that. So the OK Cupid experiment is over. Do you have any other big projects coming up for the site? Mahaha, I can't tell you. No, I'm really excited though. They're turning us. Uh, we're being turned into a pilot. So that's going to be sold, uh, fingers crossed, this cycle, which ends at Labor Day, which is huge. I'm taking network, I'm taking meetings. Uh, oh, for like a TV show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, wow. turning, they're turning the site into a TV show, um, and I'm negotiating literally like, 
I have to turn my brain off this weekend because, yeah, we're there's so much going on on the site. I just got, you know, seed money and it's just being launched in all new levels of awesomeness. That's great. Can you tell any so, kind of information about like what the show might be like or anything? Um, yeah, it's, it... it's sort of like Sex in the City for nerds. Um, so it's, basically, it's, it's fiction. It's oh, scripted. no, it's yeah, it's going to be scripted, but it's basically they're taking my experiment and turning it into a show um, and just based on my life and my experiences. So it's really, it's re- like, honestly, like, and as humbly as possible, like, it's awesome. It's the people that did, like, Wedding Crashers, Elf, um, History of Violence, like, oh, that's, that's really so huge, cool. huge, yeah. So, but it's, it's gnarly, like, sort of watching your baby come are you gonna, sort of Are life. you going to be in it, too? Or no, you... but I have, um, I have managers and stuff now. They're t- I'm taking generals by the time that this airs. I'll be Wouldn't it be generals. funny if you got cast as, like, a best friend? Oh, I, I totally want to get a cameo, yeah. To yourself or oh, whatever? Totally. No, I want to, like, I want to, like, be, like, the obnoxious, like, ticket taker at the movie or, like, the, like, really, like, surly bartender. And you're like, look, I like, was there, so I really know, okay? Yeah, no. Two just... for Harry Potter. Two for Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you bring verite to it or whatever. You live that shit. That's totally. so exciting. Thank you. Yeah, it's Literally, I like honestly, like it's been the last. I'm I'm kind of half out of body even today. Like for the last like three days, I've sort of just been absorbing all of this information. And yeah, but I'm again so blessed. Like all I really did was get really crazy psychotic and super passionate about. No, this is it. Like I believe in this site. I'm going to take this to wherever this fucking takes me. If I have to sleep in a car, I ate beef jerky for 30 days. Called it the BJ diet on Twitter. I've done gnarly, gnarly, gnarly things to get this thing launched. I mean, like, it's, I believe it's too in it. easy. Too easy. I uh, believe in it. No, so, that means, I mean, you went from living in your car to having a TV show. So yeah, that ain't, thank you. You are Jewel. Thank God. Without thank the snaggletooth. <laughs> but I think she got it. I think she got it fixed anyway. So thank good you. on Jewel. No, that's amazing. So when people, uh, talk nerdy to me lover.com yep. is the website. Uh, like give give us the whole list of where litany of where people can find you online. Yeah, keep you guys, up can, with you you guys can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash uh Jen Friel, J E N F R I E L. And she's verified, so you know it's the real her. Exactly. It is the real me. Um which yeah, it just kinda doesn't say much about anything anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, I'm also on Facebook too, Facebook.com slash Jen Friel. Uh, you can follow me on Foursquare. If you show up somewhere though, please don't be weird. Like Do don't do like that? Oh totally. See I like, always say see- hi. I yeah. follow a lot of like porn stars on Twitter and stuff, right? Yeah. And a lot of them will be like at Ralph's, and yeah. I'm like, how? Do, I'm sure there are people that immediately go, okay, I'm going to Ralph's and get yeah. in their fucking car. People show up on you, and it's awesome though. But but it's like because I I have stalkers, and it was it was cool. Like when I did live video, people would try and figure out like again driving around in my car. I would always be like, I'm not telling you where I am. I'm not telling you where I am. They would always figure out where I was. Like it was I'm really gonna freaky. challenge you to stalk me. Exactly. Make it a little more interesting for you. Exactly. But now make I make like, that creepy weird orgasm back in your apartment that much more intense totally. for the other person. But the now stalker. I, yeah, no. But now I lay literally who had every... to do like a lot of legwork to get the glimpse <laughs> of you and shit. You know what I mean? No, totally. But now I literally lay every single card on the table i'm i'm a life caster i lead a transparent life like it's again my conscious decision to check in so it's like i'm inviting people but to you're not time. you're not worried about safety and that i mean you, people respect your privacy enough yeah. that i know how to throw a punch i know how to take a punch i know how to wield a knife and i know how to fire a gun so no matter what my safety is good one of those things <laughs> is not like the other three of those things like other dudes going down you're like i take a good punch that's one of my skills but actually that is a skill because then if someone punches me or attacks me you then i have to know how to get back up Right on. So I can take a punch. I've never thought about that. I don't think I could take a punch. Yeah. You have to know how to properly take a punch. Right on. Where did you learn that skill? Boxing. Okay. I thought you were like, I used to to ask people to punch me. (laughs) Because I was like, later it will build character. (laughs) Duh. No, totally. But yeah, no, uh, you guys can follow me on foursquare, foursquare.com slash Jen Friel. Yeah, basically anything Jen Friel, uh, 
that's all you're all over me. the place. So yeah, we can I'm find all your over. all your stuff's archived. Nothing, I'm sure, ever gets totally. deleted on the like. Oh no, 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 nothing's ever deleted on the site. But yeah, just like literally, thank you guys so much if you ever check out the site. It's literally my just my biggest passion and just my everything. So I really just appreciate it from the depths of my so, soul. Absolutely, so. Jen. Thank for you sure. so much thank for you. sitting here and chatting with thank us tonight. You. Jen Friel, everybody. Thank give you. Give it up. Uh, I'm going to do my pimp corner in a minute like usual where I save my plugs because there's oh so many. But you can follow me on Twitter at Camel Toad. And uh, as always, we want to thank the fine folks here at Golden Apple Comics. We have so many cool events coming up. Uh, we're going to be doing this like... Like, this is scheduled, like, stoner-wise. Like, I'm like, all right, Wednesday and Friday, and then not for two weeks, and then four days a week, and then twice in one day, so it'll be sporadic. Try to keep up, but there will be a lot of podcasting, a lot of fun shows going on. And uh, I want to just thank Matt Cruz over here for taking the show, as always. Crafty Cruz, everyone say hello. I meant literally, like, hello. All right, cool. He likes that. He's not quick, so he needs, like, act. you need to break, spell it out for him and shit. They're saying hello to you, Matt. They're saying Hi. Uh, no, but I guys couldn't thank you enough for being here and, um, hope to see you on a, a social network sometime. Maybe one with, with random dick shots. Maybe one not. We'll find out. We'll leave it up in the air and you surprise me. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Matt Cohen. It's been bagged aborted. It's been real. What? Bagged and boarded. Live. Hey, oh, oh, hey, how's it going, guys? I'm back again. Uh, thanks to Jen Friel for doing the show. That was a lot of fun. We got an insight into the world of social networking and the bright and distant future. If you want to check out Jen online, she's on Twitter at Jen Friel, J-E-N-F-R-I-E-L, or her website, talknerdytomelover.com, has all types of cool bloggery and whatnot. Check it out. To find me online, check out me on Twitter, that works, at Camel Toad, C-A-M-E-L-T-O-A-D, like a frog and a toad, or a frog and a camel, or a toad and a camel, or a camel and a camel, who knows, have a party. Uh, check out CamelToadProductions.com, as always, check out all the other podcasts on the Smodcast Network, including more stories, which I have the honor of now uh, being the producer of. Uh, thanks to the fine folks at Golden Apple Comics. You can always peep them at goldenapplecomics.com. And really, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm ultimately trying to get at is if you got them, smoke them. See you next time. Find more funny shit like this at smodcast.com.